We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I got the right tweet. Everything everything makes sense. I got the right uh, the right write up here. Um, all right. I mean, listen, you're you're pretty quick. good at this stuff, but but this is one that now... Um, Drives me crazy. This, this is like the fifth time. <laughs> uh, you did it like twice early in, in in one shot. At least now it's not quite as bad. But we we listen. I don't know about you. I'm excited as hell to go through. All, like I think this is the best day of the year so far, isn't it? With big boy games, this is it, it is. It really is. Um, while we while we let the feed populate real quick, let me just tell people about home field apparel. First and foremost. That old home field shirt, like all the all the good luck was worn out of it. Uh, maybe I think I think I washed it. I used the wrong detergent. I washed all the good luck out of it. I got my new home field apparel good luck shirt on. Uh, for people that don't know, home field apparel is a uh, independently owned um, uh, sports apparel company, collegiate apparel company. It's officially licensed. What they do is they go out and they mine all of the old logos, all of your favorite logos from your favorite schools. They repurpose them. They put them on T-shirts. They put them on sweatshirts. They put them on great gear. And and the best part about it, Goodman, I've said this before, the neck isn't all wrinkly and all saggy. The sleeves are the perfect kind of tightness. When you wash them, you might get the good luck out of them for bedding, but like the the part around the waist doesn't get all frayed out and and flowy. So perfect T-shirts, great logos. Good price because if you use the promo code to check out Field of 68, you get 20% off your first purchase. It is the perfect, the absolutely perfect Christmas or Hanukkah gift for uh, the person, the sports fan in your life. And you get 20% off. What's better than 20% off, Goodman? Nothing's better than 20% off. Nothing. Can you, can you actually – I'm, I'm going to try to move my, my spot here within this house in Charleston because I don't think I'm in the, the, <laughs> oh, the spot. Great. All right, so I'll I'll kick things off by let's let's, 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 yeah. So the first game that I want to talk about um, is probably the biggest game of the day. That's Illinois against Duke. Uh, It's the nightcap. Illinois is going to be on the road. Um, They are coming off of the loss to Baylor. Duke is coming off of a win over I can't remember who, uh, but they also lost to Michigan State um, in the Champions Classic last Tuesday. Uh, Illinois is getting three and a half points. and honestly, I just don't see how anybody can be on Duke in this spot. Now, I understand some of the matchup issues that Illinois is going to have defensively. Um, what Duke wants to do is they want to play five out. They want to play Matthew Hurt at the five. They want to play Jalen Johnson at the four. And they want to spread you out. They want to get out and run. Uh, but with Kofi Coburn out there, that creates all kinds of problems 
for Illinois defensively. You know, how how the, the, the whole issue with having Kofi Colbert on the floor and the entire reason that he is still in college basketball is because of concerns about his defi- uh, his ability to defend on the perimeter, to defend pick and rolls. Um, so having him in a situation where he's going up against a team that only wants to pull him out on the perimeter is just a nightmare scenario for, uh, for Illinois, for Kofi Coburn. Um, as you can see, we've lost Jeff here, which is always fun. Um, but, you know, for the most part, um, I just think that that is uh, – it's a pretty terrible matchup for Illinois. Now, that said, Illinois is still going to have an advantage on the offensive end of the floor. They're still going to be able to um, – they're still going to be able to throw the ball into Kofi Coburn in the post. And, and here's Jeff back, finally. Back. You know, ditching in the same spot. In the same spot. Hopefully it'll work. It worked yesterday. It was fine. We were we were talking about Duke and Illinois. At least I was vamping yeah. about Duke and Illinois. Um, and yep. the big thing with that matchup to me, um, the key is going to be how you decide uh, where you think the value is with the Kofi Coburn deal. Um, he's going to have problems defensively. He's going to have problems guarding Matthew Hurt. He's going to have problems dealing with Jalen Johnson. All Duke wants to do this year is space you out. Uh, and if Kofi Coburn was good at defending on the perimeter, one, Illinois would not have almost lost to Ohio earlier this year. And two, he'd probably be in the NBA at this point. That said – Matthew Hurt weighs about 220 pounds soaking wet, and Jalen Johnson is not exactly the most physical presence in college basketball. So who do you think ends up winning that matchup? To me, is kind of a key to where you want to be in this bet. And it also makes me want to be on the over, but I'll let you have a, a little bit of, of what you got to say about this matchup. Yeah, I mean, my, my bigger thing would be Duke's young guards going up against Io. That, that to me, mm-hmm. would concern me a whole lot more with, with whether uh, they can handle – Kofi Coburn, because again, listen, on one end, yes, Kofi's going to have a hard time guarding those picks. On the other end, if they actually get him the ball down low, he's going to foul out everybody on Duke's team. Um, Matthew Hurt, like you said, I mean, he's giving away 100 pounds or so to Coburn. So I I think the bigger thing is, and and my bigger concern is is Duke's young guards, other than Goldwire, who's a veteran, but he's limited. Yeah, I mean that's that's definitely a major issue for him. Um, I don't know how like DJ Stewart and and um, and Jeremy Roach are going to be able to deal with the guys that that Illinois has. I mean, I think you could make the argument Illinois has the best backcourt in college basketball this year, and they're going up against a team where the hey, entire man. question is is whether or not their guards are going to be good enough for us to trust them. I mean, that's really the the entire issue with uh, with um, with Duke this season. So. Uh, we'll we'll see how that ends up um, playing out, but I think that Illinois plus three and a half. Who do you like? Illinois plus three and a half. Like I, I've been on. So this line came out about two weeks ago, right? The, on on the book that I use, which I will not mention until they pay us to mention it. Um, this line came out two weeks ago, so I've had it. I, I I took the Illinois money line when it opened up at Illinois plus two and a half. I fired again when that line moved to Illinois plus three and a half after the Ohio game. Uh, part of the reason why the number is where it is right now is because on Kempom, Duke is ranked sixth and Illinois is ranked 24th. And to me, that's just backwards. Like I, I don't understand how. Are you questioning the Ken, the, the, the almighty Kempom? I mean, the, the the formula this year, the 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 algorithm just is there's there's something weird about it at the start of the season. Like there's a lot of. All 
always is. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, no, no, it always is. But it's never, it's never this. They're always, but it's never this bad. It's never this bad. It's never this bad, and and okay. it's it's much worse than it's been in the past. Um, but I, I do. This is the same thing as Michigan State. Michigan State was getting three and a half when they went into Duke last week, and we were all over that. And Illinois is a better basketball team than Duke. Like I understand there's matchup problems involved, but at some point you have to sit there and say, okay, I think Illinois is significantly better than the matchup problems that are going to arise because of the fact that Kofi Coburn can't really guard on the perimeter. And I don't think they're matchup problems. I think if you're Brad Underwood, you have to take advantage of that matchup, right? Yes, defensively, you're not going to be able to get Kofi Coburn out there on Matthew Hurt. Uh, And by the way, I do think Jalen Johnson is a little bit tougher than you give him credit for and more physically. He's – but, I mean, he could be tough and he could be physical, but he's a six foot. He's a six yeah, foot nine, two hundred twenty pound freshman, right? Like, yeah. you could be as tough and physical as you want at that size. There's, you're not going to do anything to slow down Kofi Coburn in the post. Very right? true. Like Very if, true. now, if you were going to say, you got to get him the ball. Like they got to get him the ball in the post, Rob. That's the key. They've got to somehow find a way to make it a point. If you're Brad Underwood, that is what I would be doing every play down the court. If you're not running and you're not getting anything in transition. Right. If you're not, if you're going to get in transition, go. If you're not, to me, I'd be working on low posts every single day, over and over and over and over, because that's something that nobody can handle. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, I also tend to lean towards the over here. I don't know how Duke is going to be able to slow, like the, how uh, Duke is going to be able to stop Illinois offensively. I also don't know how Illinois is going to be able to stop Duke if if Matthew Hurt gets down the floor. And they're yeah. both good. And that's the thing. Duke right. wants to get up and down the floor. Illinois will run with you if you want to get up and down the floor. So to me, the the over over one forty six is uh, absolutely in play here as well. All right, let's talk about uh, Creighton going into Kansas. Creighton is getting three and a half points. The total there is one forty eight. Uh, what do you like, Goodman? Uh, I like the points. I like the points. I mean, I, I think Creighton, to be honest, I think I like the money line. You know, it's not like mm-hmm. Allen Fieldhouse is Allen Fieldhouse. There's there's nobody there. Um, no huge home court advantage. Uh, Creighton returns everybody, everybody from last year. Uh, Kansas is a flawed team. They're good. Don't get me wrong. They're good. They can get to a Final Four. They can maybe win a national title. But they're, 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 their talent is not high end like it normally is. Um and Marcus Garrett, to me, I still I love him to death uh, as an offensive player. I just don't know yet if I'm bought into him being like a high level point guard who makes people better consistently, which is what who is Marcus Zagorowski, right? Mm-hmm. Like makes people better. He he can make shots from deep. Now he's still coming over the knee and still doesn't look like completely all back yet. But I like Creighton here getting three and a half, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think that there's enough value on three and a half where I don't necessarily have to be on the money line. Like I can very easily see Kansas winning a game by three. Um, but I, I think that the money line is probably where I want to be for Creighton in this spot. There's a couple of reasons for it. One, um, I went back and I watched every Kansas offensive possession this season. And to me, there's there's basically – Two issues with this, with what Kansas is. It has nothing to do with them on the defensive end of the floor, whether McCormick is out there or not. Like they're still a really good defensive team. The issue is one that McCormick is by far their highest usage player. He uses 32% of the possessions when he's on the floor, and he's by far their least efficient player when he's on the floor. 
his offensive rating is 72.8. That's basically be what yours would be if you were running the five in a Bill Self offense. So he ain't Yudoka as a bookie. Like every time Yudoka got a touch in the paint, it was two points or a foul, right? Yeah. Now, yep. that's not the case for McCormick. So at some point, Bill Self is going to have to make the decision that going small is his best option with Jalen uh, Wilson at the five. And, and we've kind of seen that come out, um, come to fruition in the last couple of games. Now, Jalen Wilson's finishing around the basket has been absolutely atrocious. Same with uh, Marcus Garrett. Like, they're, they're worse at making layups than I am. Um, and that's saying a lot for anyone that has ever seen me play basketball. Uh, but the biggest issue for me for Kansas is, like, they don't have that that point guard that is a great decision maker, right? If you go back and you watch the film, they're, it's not that the offense is bad. It's not that they're running 100%. bad sets. It's that they are making the wrong decisions. Marcus Garrett isn't Garrett's reading not, the tagger. Garrett's really a, he's a two. He's more of a two. I mean, no, he's. I don't even think he's a two. I think that he's just he's like your jack of all trades guy. There's a very big difference between a guy that's, that's a good passer right. and a good playmaker, and a guy that is, that should be your starting point guard. And it's not just him though. Like Christian Brown, you can go find examples of him passing up wide open threes. You could find examples of Oshai Badji uh, passing up open jumpers. You can find examples of Dewan Harris driving, having a wide open lob to players or wide open dump offs, and not making those plays. So. Um, it, it, to me, with Kansas, it's as simple as the decision-making, and I don't think that that's something that you can fix in the course of two or three days. Now, some of that may also be a confidence thing, and I think what happened against North Dakota State is they got in a little bit of a funk early coming off of the game against Kentucky, and it kind of got in their heads, and they were kind of trying to figure things out, and then once they kind of started getting a little bit more aggressive and tying Grant Foster, putting his head down, going to the rim. Jalen Wilson putting his head down, going to the rim. It, it changed things for him. So that's an argument to make in the favor of Kansas. Uh, but I do think that uh, given the fact that Creighton wants to play small, um, I think they're going to be able to to take advantage of the, the 12 to 16 minutes that David McCormick is on the court. So I think that the side you have to be on in this spot is Creighton. Yep, agreed. Agreed. All right, we're both in Illinois taking the points. Creighton taking the points. They both get three and a half. Uh, I kind of like the money line in both, to be honest. Uh, I think there's value there. I do, but... too. I do too. All right, then the next big game, we got Iowa-Carolina. Huge game. Mm-hmm. Iowa um, giving three? Giving three Four to Carolina? Half. Four, and Four and a half. half. Four and a half it's up to. Uh, yeah, it start, I think it opened at three. Um up to four and a half. I still like Iowa. I still like Iowa here. And again, it's hard because the one thing that Carolina has, like Luca, if he goes for 35 and 18 in this one, we should give him the National Player of the Year award today. Um, because, well, think about it. I mean, Carolina, what do they have? They've got a lot of bigs. Now, some well, are young. Yeah. And Garrison Brooks, it doesn't look like he's going to end up playing. He's got the, he's got he the ankle injury. He yeah. wasn't cleared to practice yesterday, which means that you're going to get Armando Baycott, who's fine. Dayron like Sharp, but, I mean, he's fine, but he's not he's not the level of a North Carolina big yeah. that we're expecting, yeah. right? Dayron Sharp has good. been good, Kessler's but it's also good. like he's a freshman. Like Kessler's a five-star, but he's a freshman. So you good luck with that. Bodies. Listen, the one thing, Luca Garza isn't used to seeing guys of this – size so far this year so there's going to be a big step up he's going to have three or four rotated on him but the bottom line for me again kind of like duke it's it's guard play and like i always got all these veteran guards 
they got Bohannon back. He's a year healthier now. Uh, McCaffrey's son, the other one, Patrick, is coming off the bench, making shots. I think he's even starting. Um, they, they've just got they've got a bunch of dudes now that that are experienced, and and they add the younger McCaffrey who can really really shoot the basketball to a group that already uh, has enough weapons offensively. Now, I don't know what's the over under in this one. Uh, one forty eight. I mean, I'll go over in that one. Yeah, I, I think I would probably lean towards the over in that spot as well. But the biggest thing to me with Iowa in this matchup is, one, like you mentioned, Luka Garza has gone up. Like, the Big Ten has – every single team has a guy the size of De'Ron Sharp and a guy the size of Walker Kessler and a guy the size of Armando Baycott. Like, Luka is plenty used to going up against teams that have one or two guys that size. And he did it last year and averaged 24 and 10, right? So he's not going to have a problem there. And he's better. He's yeah, better. And, and Iowa defensively, their issue is slowing down dribble penetration from guards, keeping people in front of them, not allowing guards to go off the bounce all the way to the rim. Yep. And North Carolina's guards are Caleb Love, who I think is really good, but has not had a great start to the season. RJ Davis, who's he's their, he's their joint he's leading good. scorer, but he's, like, he's also he's also a guy that you want kind of taking jumpers as opposed to being your slasher going to the rim. And they he's smaller. They're missing they don't have a big, big wing. wing yeah. that can, that's that's what's going to be Carolina's Achilles heel at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. They don't have that big wing. We thought it might be Zaire Williams. They might get him. And when they didn't get him and he decided to stay in the West Coast to play at Stanford, they've just got this void that they're not going to be able to make up for to be an elite team. Yep. Yep. No, I agree with you. All right. Uh, let's roll through a couple more real quick. Colorado plus five and a half at Tennessee. Tennessee's first game. Both teams are just coming off of a pause. I believe that Colorado's was much shorter. Tennessee's playing their first game of the year, and they've been – like I, I don't even know. that They really have not been practicing all that much. So um, as much as I love the Vols, I cannot I cannot be on them in this spot. Coming off of all that downtime. I'm proud of you. I guess it has I'm played very game proud of you, Robert. I'm very proud of you. And, and it's all freshmen. Like, the, the thing about it is so much of, of, of buying into Tennessee this year – was assuming that Rick Barnes was going to find a way to get all of these kind of new pieces to fit together because that's kind of what he does. Yeah. And it, they time. just haven't had the time. They yeah. haven't had practices. They haven't had games. So I just – I can't you, – you cannot be on Tennessee in this spot. Now, if you want to fade it, go ahead and fade it. But I cannot sit here and, and no, advocate I'm taking for the Tennessee points. in this spot. I'm taking the points. McKinley Wright, a veteran point guard – uh, they they had a little bit of a pause, Colorado, but not nearly as long as Tennessee. So I believe uh, it was three days, right? Colorado had yeah, three days. Pause. Yep. Yep. Uh, right. Rutgers, Syracuse. Who do you like? Oh, man, nothing. I I no think feel. I don't I don't really have a great feel for that one. I I think that I would probably be on Rutgers just because they're they're older and they're tougher. Um, and Syracuse has had like three practices, but it's also. You know you're going up against the zone, and I and, and Rutgers. I believe they're going to be without Geo Baker tonight. Yeah, I think I that's right. The ankle. Yes. No, he's not going to be back. He's not going to be. Back. Yeah. So I I just you're losing your kind of like lead guard and score going up against a weird zone with a team that can't really shoot. Like I just I want no part of that game. But, but there's no uh, again there's no way I would be on Syracuse in that spot because of what they've been through in terms of time off and um and all that kind of stuff. But I, I just I, I don't. Before we run, let me give you a couple. Uh, well, first, first and foremost, uh, Chris, Chris likes keep monitor him because if he's yep. out, 
uh, with the sprained ankle um, against Purdue. I believe Purdue is getting a point in that game. I got to, I don't have that line written down in front of me. A uh, point and a half. They're getting a point and a half. Um, Purdue is getting Eric Hunter back. They're starting point guard back. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's a, that's, that would be a good spot. You know, Miami's got, they're so banged up. Earl Timberlake is out right now. Um, yep. They, they lost the, uh, the big um, Wardenberg for the year. Yep. So like that's three of their top six guys. Again. Right. Yep. They, they, they thought they were going to be deep and now they're down three potentially uh, right off the bat. And, and maybe two, maybe they're two best players. Uh, there's one mid major line that I like. All right. USC, you, you see Irvine plus 11 and a half at USC. The reason for that is you um, see Irvine. How about this stat, Jeff? For the last five years, they've been top 10 in defensive two-point percentage. And for the last eight years under Russell Turner, they've been top 20 in defensive two-point percentage. Okay. USC, as much as any team in the country, wants to get the ball into the paint and score with their big guys. Yep. So yep. You I like just that. lean towards Irvine there. Yeah, they're losing a lot of pieces, but they still have a couple of uh, – they, like yeah, they got a 6'11 guy starting. His name is Connor Welp. Yeah. Welp. Well, I guess I'm going to bet on UC Irvine. Go in yours. All right. I got I got a couple here that I like. I like uh, USF, not USF in the West Coast, but USF in the uh, sunny Southeast. Uh, the fighting Stanford. Tom Golden, baby. No, this is the other one. This is South Florida. South Florida against Stetson. All right. Now, Stetson, Donnie Jones, uh, they had two pauses of 14 days uh, within the last six weeks. And they lost their first game to Emmanuel College. They got spanked by Miami uh, by 22. They're 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 getting 12 and a half against South Florida. I'll take South Florida and the Bulls, the running Bulls there. And I like uh, Mississippi State against Jackson State coming off a pause just now. 14. I know, I know. They got they got me in the last one. No, no. Ben Howland took care of me in the last one. They're giving 17 against Jackson State. I'm laying the points there, too. And uh, I kind of like Minnesota. I mean, now uh, BC getting seven against Minnesota. So that's yeah. it for me. All right. Perfect. Uh, as always, guys, please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast if you are listening to it in a podcast app. And happy betting. Hopefully we get some wins. We got the lucky home field turn shirt.